Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Anna Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about spiritual stamina and prayer. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after. I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife. And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution. We have been married for over a decade. And so far, we have four young children. We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media. With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day. We believe the Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and power that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us in this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together. This is Marriage After God. Okay, before we get started on this week's episode, I just want to um, invite any of you that have been subscribed to our channel and enjoying this content, if you would just take a moment and uh, leave us a star rating and a review. Um, if you don't have time for a, a text review, you can just leave a star rating also. But when those reviews get left, they actually help our podcast get seen by a lot more people. Um, so we'd really appreciate it. If you have a moment uh, to leave a review, that'd be awesome. Also, Aaron and I would like to invite you to support this podcast um, by shopping through our store. So if you go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge, you can check out our resources on prayer and take the 31 day challenge, pray with your spouse through those um, resources. And that um, shopping through our store helps support this podcast. So let's just get into the content now. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about spiritual stamina, which is a, a term that I I brought up this last Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about where it came from. Um, but I, I believe it's something that God's walking us through right now. Uh, it just, there's several things that we're going to talk about today that were brought up recently over the last few days. And we're just thinking, man, we should talk about this. Yeah for this week's podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's a necessary message, not just for our hearts and the things that we're walking through, but, um, hopefully it'll inspire, you know, everyone listening. Yeah. And, uh, that, then our heart for this podcast is always to inspire and encourage, uh, marriages out there Mm -hmm. who love God and who want to know his will for their life and marriage, uh, to, to move forward. And that's what he's doing with us. It's, it's our journey. Uh, it's their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but this word stamina, it's a, it's something that I, I think about often when it comes to my, my workout <laughs> in the mornings at the gym, um, which this morning's was super hard and I had almost no stamina. I couldn't, I could not keep going. I almost quit, uh, halfway through the workout. I've been there before pretty much any workout I've ever done. <laughs> and the idea is that we, um, you know, as I, as we work out or as we exercise or we, we build muscle, we, our muscle and our body and our system gets better at doing that. And it means we can handle more. 
Um, and this week uh, on Sunday at church, actually, I was thinking about it. Uh, not that uh, actually church service was awesome. I, I walked away feeling so blessed and that just the Lord was speaking to our hearts. Uh, but a thought I had was, man, I wonder if uh, we could handle more as a church body. Like go longer? Yeah, go longer. Like we, you know, we had, a, it, was a, it was actually a really good service and, you know, several people spoke and taught and we sang a lot of awesome worship songs and just, it was, it was a really good morning. There was tons of prayer, but then I just had this thought of, I wonder if we could handle more, mm-hmm. you know, could we go longer or is it, we just, you know, cap it at a certain amount or time. And this was, I don't believe anyone was, I actually didn't tell anyone this. Um, there was no problem. It was just, I was just thinking like, I wonder what it would take if we could do more, if God wanted us to go further, if we could, would we be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought about that before, babe? Um, when I think of stamina, I think of um, the, my time spent with the kids and kind of just doing our daily routine and um, the kind of stamina that a parent needs, you know, to to be able to do that, to last the whole day, um, fulfilling their actually. needs and, and being their encouragement and their comfort and, you know, just, um, that, that be that, that person in their life to, um, to guide them. And it requires a lot. And so when I think of the word stamina, that's what I think of. Well, that's a good, you know, uh, illustration actually. Um, so your stamina from one child to your stamina to two children. (laughs) It grows exponentially. I feel like each time, every time we have another another child. Um, I, I do feel like kind of like you were talking about, um, gr- you know, growing and as you exercise and building that muscle, I feel like I'm building that muscle as a parent. Right. In every aspect, not just playing with our kids, but in, in discipline in, in teaching, in teaching, mm-hmm. uh, discipleship, all mm-hmm. these areas. Um, uh, so another uh, area that stamina came up was in prayer recently. Um, and we're going to talk about that. And actually at the end of this episode, are, are we going to pray for the marriages that listen? Yeah, when we were when we were talking about what we would share today, I I've actually been you know asking you um, for a couple of weeks now. Hey, we need to do an episode just on praying and and pray for the couples who are listening because we know how powerful prayer is, and our heart is to pray for you guys. And so we thought we could just enter into a time of, of praying and I'm really excited to do that today. Yeah. And we'll do that towards the end. So stay tuned. Um, we actually did a, I did a live video today on Instagram and got people's prayer requests. And we're, so we're going to go through some of those, oh, but, awesome. um, but we're going to just pray generally for marriages who, mm-hmm. who listen to this marriages in the church. And, um, and so that's going to be awesome. But prayer was a part of the spiritual stamina we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer and I've made prayer a, um, main, theme in our marriage since the beginning. It's been a main theme in our ministry online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been probably the most popular books that we've had is our prayer books. And which, I would say that it's not because we're good at it. It's because God's constantly calling us to do it. And I feel like that's been an area of our life that we constantly come back to mm-hmm. and need to be reminded of. And so I think that's why it's such a big part of our ministry online is because we know that if it's hard for us, it's probably hard for other people. So mm-hmm. just and, wanted to And I feel like recently we've, we've talked about this a bit, babe, is um, that God's actually asking us for more. Mm-hmm. It feels like he, he's saying, hey, I want you to pray more mm-hmm. that there's that there's more to be prayed about that I want more energy put into prayer and so that goes back to the stamina of well are we you know what can we handle mm-hmm. and you actually you just asked God recently you said okay lord what's next mm-hmm. and if, i feel like what's next in our life is more prayer 
um, more of the word of God, mm-hmm. more spiritual growth, more of fellowship, all of these things that God, um, that we experience God in mm-hmm. and how we know him. And uh, I think that's what he's calling us to. So um, real quick, you had mentioned that um, on Sunday specifically, you were kind of wrestling with the question, can we handle more? And I know that um, the night before you were, you had started a new book. And so do you want to share a little bit from that? Yeah. So, so not only was, you know, this, this idea on Sunday of like, can we handle more? Can we pray more? Can we read more? You know, what, what could our church handle? Um, You know, could our spiritual stamina be built and grow as a church as a whole, but also as individuals in our marriage. And then the conversation continued. Um, and then that night, I, I read this book at night. It's a, it's by Francis Chan. It's called letters to the church. I just got it. Um, and he talks about prayer in it and it was pretty powerful. I just want to read a little bit of what he said. This is on, um, page 67. And uh, he's talking about prayer and the church. And he says, years ago, my friend from India drove me to, to a speaking engagement in Dallas. When he heard the music and saw the lights, he said, you Americans are funny. You won't show up unless there's a good speaker or a band. In India, people get excited just to pray. He proceeded to tell how believers back home love communion and how they flock to simple prayer gatherings. First of all, this story itself um, shocked me. And I was like, oh, like, I've never thought of that. And do we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, would we flock to a prayer meeting? Do we crave prayer? You know, which is the the Bible so, you know, adamant about prayer. God's so adamant about our prayer life. Um, Jesus dying on the cross tore the veil from top to bottom so that we can actually have direct line of contact with the Father himself. Mm-hmm. That we no longer need an earthly priest. We have a high priest, Jesus himself, who intercedes for us and gives us direct access. Which is incredible. Do we take advantage of that? Yeah. We should be. And I think this this started a really long conversation, actually, right before bed. Um, but later on in the chapter, he says, It is his desire for all his children to, to experience the fullness of him through the church and, his, and has given us his word to show us how. Let's dream of trembling believers on their knees, speechless because they grasp the weight of speaking to Yahweh. Let's picture small groups and large crowds coming with eager expectation just to pray. This is possible. And so this book, I'm, I'm really liking the book. Um, there's a few things that I've um, wrestled with, but this prayer stuff, it started, we talked for probably an hour just about our spiritual stamina, our prayer. Like, are we even giving prayer the time of day that it deserves mm-hmm. in our life? Mm-hmm. So babe, when I read that, cause I read it out loud to us in bed mm-hmm. uh, and just the, how we, how he was dreaming of believers on their knees, praying and speechless and, you know, eager expectation just to pray, you know, what does that, how does that make you feel? I think it draws out of my heart, just this eagerness to do it more. Um, you know, sometimes we have these, these emotions and feelings in our hearts and, um, we don't even, we can't even put words to them until you read someone else's writing. And then it's like, oh, that's what it is. And I've been feeling this way for a while. And I feel like that was Mm -hmm. his words, like just hearing you read them aloud was like, yes, that's it. Like we need more of that. And, um, you know, er earlier you had mentioned that we had been praying for what's next. And that specifically came from um, when I had gotten away for a couple of days for a, a woman's retreat. And we, there was 15 of us and we each took turns sitting in what we called the hot seat. And it was just a chair in the middle of the room, but we each, um, each one of the women there, um, basically just shared a prayer request. And then we all prayed 
specifically for that that one, woman. One by one. One by Every one. Single woman. It grinned. took us like three hours or so to get through. And when it was my turn, um, I remember just thinking like, I feel ready for what God has for for whatever's next for for me and for us. And so that's kind of where that came from. And I'll tell you what, the experience of that prayer time was so powerful, not just in my life, but in all the women's lives there. And it made me, when I got home, it made me think of how, um, you know, when, when you're gone at a retreat or you're gone at a conference, um, there's the, this spiritual high mm-hmm. that you walk away feeling like, you know, you're just so close to God and you really experienced um, something truly miraculous. And what I felt like God was sharing with me about that specifically is that it was because we devoted time to him. We sat for three and a half hours and prayed over each individual person in prayer, talking to God, like petitioning for Mm -hmm. these prayer requests. And, you know, then we expect in our daily life to just go through what whatever we have, whatever requirements that we have on our day-to-day, um, you know, agendas. And we think that we're going to experience God the same way without going to our prayer closet, without being on our knees, without um, lifting up those requests to Him, without being thankful for things and, and just talking to Him and sharing our heart with Him. We, we expect the same spiritual high. Yeah. And and that God doesn't want us to have spiritual highs and lows. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be consistent with Him. Uh, what's What's funny is you you said uh, so. You planned that whole retreat, and all the women just raved about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you were telling me though you you're like I planned all these great things, and they were all fun, like these games and these conversations, and they were great. But the most powerful thing we did was the prayer, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and it was that you said it felt miraculous. It felt. Mm-hmm. Like we were in the presence of God mm-hmm. as women coming together for the purpose of praying for each other. And and as we talk about this, I, I feel like the thing we've been feeling is that we're missing something. Mm-hmm. And like you said, how we expect to experience God in the same way in those dedicated, devoted times as we do in our everyday life when we don't dedicate or devote time. Mm-hmm. And so the stamina side of that is we need to devote time. Yeah to practicing and walking in those things, you know, at, at bedtime, yeah. you know, one thing that we've realized is we could be spending more time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Are we cultivating an environment where we get to bed early enough? And even if not early enough, and, and prayer is a priority at bedtime together. Yeah. Praying for our kids, praying for our family members, praying for our church. And I feel like the, that's where the stamina comes from is, is the devotion and the time that we set aside for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as we practice it and we we stretch that spiritual muscle, we'll get even better at it. And that's the goal, right? That mm-hmm. we get better, which means we're closer to God. Mm-hmm. We're closer to Jesus. We become more like him, more transformed um, into his image. And that so that's what we're talking about today. And what's funny is it's not like we have done this yet, right? <laughs> Our heart is that we would start, we're going to start walking in this ourselves and start examining areas of our life where we need more spiritual stamina. Yeah. Um, You actually challenged us this morning. Well, because Um, this has been a conversation with us, um, you know, you, you do Bible time every morning with the kids, which I absolutely love. I love seeing you lead in that way. And, um, you know, you, you read through a chapter and you put it away and we went to go pray. And I'm like, actually, I think we can handle more. And you said, going back to our Sunday conversation. And so you said, you're right. And so you pulled it back out and you just told the kids, Hey, we're going to read a little bit more today. And you read a whole nother chapter. 
Yeah, and I will say I it was in it was in Luke chapter twenty one was the first chapter we read, and then chapter twenty two was significantly longer. Yeah, uh, but we did it, and the kids totally handled it. Yeah, they got a little squirmy, and even in my own flesh, I could feel myself feeling like, okay, this is just going long. But that's how that's the only way we're going to do it. D- didn't we? St- when I started doing Bible time, didn't it? Wasn't it just a? It was a, a verse couple of verses. It, it was so brief. Yeah, I feel like it was five minutes max, maybe if that. Probably a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're at a full chapter. So just for those that are listening or wanting about family Bible time, uh, start small mm-hmm. and build up the stamina, build mm-hmm. up the um, your ability to in your kids' ability to listen and hear more and handle more time in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to add something um, specifically for kids, because when we build our spiritual stamina, they're, um, they're seeing our example and the way that we lead in that way. Oh, that's good. And that's going to help them as adults. And so I just want to encourage those listening with kids that it's our job. It's our privilege. It's our um, obligation as Christians to lead our children in this way. And I'll be honest, sometimes I, you know, lean heavily on my husband to lead in this way. And, you know, it's like, I think we already did Bible time. And so therefore when I'm doing school with them and, mm-hmm. and Aaron's off to work that I don't need to pray with them, or at least I think like check off the box that's already been done. But if I want to build their spiritual stamina, I'm going to go into prayer or read the word or teach whatever I need to teach of God's ways at any time throughout the day. And that's kind of been the the blessing of yeah. um, being at home to homeschool them. But, I, but today specifically, as this um, theme has been playing out in our lives and um, we've been thinking about spiritual stamina, I, during school, stopped and, and made the kids sit on the floor and we all held hands and I said, we're going to pray. Mm. We're going to pray f- specifically for some friends that are going through a hard time right now. And each one of the kids prayed and it was really incredible. And that that's good. And that's building our stamina. And And how could we ever expect our children to fall in love with the word of God, grow spiritually, uh, you know, love God. If they don't see us walking in those ways, mm-hmm. we can't expect something different from them that we wouldn't expect of ourselves. And so the, the desire that we have to grow spiritually, to, to get better at being in the word of God, to get better at prayer, not that these things, uh, commend us to God, but they make us more like him. Mm-hmm. And because our heart is like, man, Lord, we want to be like you. We want to walk with you. We want to know you. That's where this desire is coming from. Yeah. This craving of getting stronger and um, more fit in the word of God, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, activating the things that we're learning, walking in the ways that we're, we're reading in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we were doing family Bible time this morning and you want to share about what we read? Yeah. Cause uh, again, there's this theme, there was Sunday morning, there was, uh, you know, Sunday night in the, in the book I was reading. And then this morning, Monday morning, we're, you know, we're reading in Luke and it's Luke chapter 22. And it's just, this is about Jesus praying. He's about to go to the cross and let's, I just want to read the scripture verbatim and then we'll talk about it. It's in Luke chapter 22, verse 39. And he came out and went as was his custom to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. I just want to stop right there for a second because you you actually pointed this out this morning. You're like, he asked them to pray not to enter into temptation. Jesus loved his disciples. And he asked them, he said, guys, pray that you don't enter into, into temptation. Especially knowing that Peter was about to 
be tempted to mm-hmm. deny him. Yeah. He knew he was going to deny him three times. And Jesus is like, hey, guys, pray so that you won't enter into temptation. Uh, he's like, it's not just a warning. It's a, it's like a, Hey, like, don't like you need, this this is what you can do This is what you should do so that you won't do the other thing. Mm -hmm. And this is the same. This is true for us. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he says in verse 41, and he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed saying, father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Okay, so hold on. So Jesus was in agony, and he kept praying. He's going through. He prayed more. (laughs) More earnestly. So that shows some stamina. And I, I think that this moves my heart so much because I think of, you know, everybody going through hard times, everybody goes through in their own way. They have to face circumstances, conflict, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. How can we have the stamina to face those things earnestly through prayer? If we're not doing it when those times, when times are easy. Yeah. And it it would be easy to say like, well, he's Jesus, but the Bible tells us that Jesus was like us. He had the same, he was tempted in the same way. He was, he had physical limitations and weaknesses uh, in the flesh, um, but without sin. And so it says that he was in agony, you know, sweating as it were te- uh, drops of blood. That's how, how much agony he was in about to, what knowing what he was about to face on the cross. But yet, he prayed and said, not my will be done, but yours. And so the, the, the template we get here is that we pray God's will for mm-hmm. our life, that we do it even in, when we're in agony and more earnestly. And, and I, I just like he says, he says, why are you sleeping? And I feel like us, it's almost as if we've been sleeping and God's looking at us saying, wake up. Mm-hmm. Wake up. The time is drawing near. Get on your face and pray. Do you feel like that, babe? Do you feel like he's telling us to wake up? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I feel like in a lot of ways we do fulfill these scriptures and we do Mm -hmm. try and walk in righteousness and walk in the ways that he's called every Christian to through his word. Um, But yet so often we neglect it or we forget or we think we're doing fine until we read things like this and it hits us head on that that Jesus himself was in mm. agony and he continues to pray earnestly. And that's our example. And are we doing that? Yeah. And I think about, you know, he says, rise up and pray that you may not enter into temptation. I think of the normal temptations to sin, but how often are we tempted to just not pray, to not be in the word of God, to do something else, to go on social media. Gosh, like that's it's like my story yeah. It's like, I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I'm going to read the Bible. And then boom, I'm on my phone. Mm -hmm. It's everyone's story right now. Yeah. So let's wake up Christians. You know, we're going to do this with you. Let's wake up from our, our spiritual slumber and our, our, uh, lack of, um, fervor Mm -hmm. for spiritual things. You know, the Bible tells us to look, to, to desire that, which is from above heavenly things. And I want that. I want to pray more. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the word of God more. 
I want to be um, in close unity and fellowship with other believers more in prayer and in the word of God. You know, I'm thinking about this Sunday teaching on this idea and practicing it and just reading through, you know, several chapters in the word of God just to get our stamina for the word of God. I think it's important. I think we need it. Yeah. And so we we should try that. Mm -hmm. Remind me to do that this week and I'll, I'll prepare something. Uh, so that that was the the scriptures that we read this morning to our kids again about prayer and just seeing Jesus's example in that. Um, and then I just want to I just want to really quick. I, I, this is to emphasize that I believe God's just hammering home in our marriage currently this idea that God wants us praying. Uh, so last night I could not sleep. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I literally was dreaming all night. And when I dream, I don't feel like I've slept at all. I, w- I remember waking up at 12 and then 1.30 and then 3.30. And then at 4.30 finally, I woke up and I started praying for the person I was dreaming about. Mm. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I had this dream about a friend of mine. And I had the dream all night and it was really distress- distressing to me. And I finally just woke up and I just prayed for him. I'm, I don't think the dream is true, but I believe that he needed prayer. And so I just started praying for him. And then I had a another person, I had another friend of mine that moved away and I haven't thought about him in a, in a, a little bit, a little while. And so this morning after I got back from the gym, I just started praying for him. And what's awesome is I, he sends me a message or he actually posted about me today. Um, just saying he wanted to like go do a run with me or something like that. And I went and I just messaged him. I said, Hey, how are you doing? I'm praying for you. And he lets me know that, um, stuff's going on in his life that I didn't know about. And I was like, man, well, I'm praying for you. I'm here for you. Let me know what's going on. And I just, I was like, okay, Lord, that's really cool. Like you want me to pray. Like I'm going to pray. I'm going to, and it's not for my sake. Mm. It's for, you know, other sake. And it's also for just hearing God's voice, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that when our hearts are yielded in that way and submissive to God in that way, we hear him and he can speak to us and he can lead us and he can show us things or present opportunities like with your friend, of, mm-hmm. you know, texting back and forth. Would you have even had that opportunity if your heart wasn't um, tender enough to be praying for him? Probably not. I, I wouldn't have been thinking about him. I wouldn't have been ready. I might've like, if I talked to him later said, Oh, I'll pray for you. But I just, uh, it encouraged me to know that God had already had me working in the spirit on his behalf. Mm-hmm. which I think is a really awesome thing. And think about the body, the entire body of Christ, the church, what it would look like if we were praying like this for each other, just powerful. always in It'd prayer for each other. Now, what would it look like in our marriages? What would it look like if I was praying for you every morning? Which I do, I pray for you, but I don't pray with, for you the way I could be. Mm. Do you feel like you pray for me like that? And and if you don't, what would you, what would you think would happen if you were praying for me, uh, just fervently and daily and you know hourly sometimes? Well, there has been seasons of our marriage where I know for a fact that you're wrestling with something, or you need help with something, or you're down, and like I can sense that, or we've talked about something specific, and those are the times that I feel like I really, um, really go to. God in prayer for you on your behalf. And then there's other times where I feel like we're good and I don't, I'm not in that same heart 
of prayer. Right. We're good. We don't, we don't need it. We don't, we're not that fine. we don't need it, but yeah. it, like, I know, like if someone, you know, says prayer is amazing, you need to be praying. Like, I'm like, I know, but am I walking yeah. in that faithfully with fervor, with, you know, my knees on the ground for you? I don't fight for you like that. Like I should be every single day. Right. And, and, you know, we, we get reminded in the word of God that the battles that we face are not battles against flesh and blood, but they're spiritual battles against the powers in the air and the spiritual forces. And we get to battle as our pastor, Matt always says, he says that prayer isn't the preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. Mm -hmm. We could be battling for each other. I could be battling for you that, um, God's walking with you and helping you and encouraging you in your, in your faith, in your abilities as a mother, in your, uh, in your, um, strength as a wife. Uh, and you could be praying for me for, you know, being protected from temptation and, um, walking in, in leadership and getting wiser and all these things that we could be praying for on a constant basis. What I found to be um, so impactful about marriage is that when we are yielded in this way um, to be praying, especially for our spouse, when I'm praying for you, my heart's not focused on myself. It's not what a, it's not about me. It's about you. And if my heart's in that position, then what's going to happen in my actions as we interact with each other throughout the rest of the day? I'm going to be mindful of you. I'm going to be thoughtful yeah. of you. I'm going to be thinking about your needs and thinking about how I can serve you, love you, help you versus the other way around, which is me, me, me. Right. And it, it, that goes to that, you know, that scripture. And, um, I believe it's first Thessalonians that says pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. It's not that we are literally on our knees praying 24 seven is that we're in a constant communion with the father mm -hmm. who, when we do that changes us, speaks to us, walks with us, guides us, uh, puts our eyes on the things that he wants our eyes on, puts our, our puts words in our mouths that he wants us to speak, uh, you know, has us hear things he wants us to hear. And so prayer does that. It, it, it turns our hearts to God, which then turns our hearts to what he wants. So I, I just, I love this. I, I think that as, as marriages, um, we should just pray and we're going to be doing this. Pray that God would give us a heart for prayer that he would grow our spiritual stamina for the word of God, for prayer, and that we would see fruit from it, good fruit. And so I think we should um, go into a time of prayer. What do you think about that, babe? I feel good. I feel like it's it's necessary and needed. And um, I think that we need to be praying specifically for the body of Christ even more. I feel like we're, we're entering into a season where um, the body needs it more than ever. All right. So we're going to go into a time of prayer and I'm going to pray for some of the things that the community you guys gave me to pray for. And we'll pray for some other things and then uh, we'll close it out. We want to invite you guys to pray along with us. And if anything comes up in your heart that you need prayer for, or that, you know, your spouse needs prayer for, just take a minute and just pray for them. Father God, I just want to come before you and I want to lift up marriages all over the world. Marriages who love you, marriages who desire to see your will done in their life. Father, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would draw them so close to you, God, that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're yours and that you desire to use them in mighty ways. Father, I specifically want to pray for those marriages who are struggling with illness. Um, I know many marriages have um, 
you know, real illnesses, real, um, real bad things that they're dealing with, hard things, things that they've been dealing with for years even. I pray, Father, for complete healing. I pray that even if they aren't healed, Father God, that their hearts would be yielded to you, that they would trust you and know that you're doing good things in their life. I pray, Father, that they would lean on you in their weakness. Because, Father, you tell us in your word that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. And so I pray that in their lives, your strength would be made perfect and they would know it. I pray that they would rejoice in their afflictions, in their sickness, that people that are watching them and that are um, um, wanting them to be better, Father God, would see their joy, would see their resolve, and would know, God, that that they are walking with you and that they're they would be a testimony to people that are watching them. I also want to pray for uh, marriages that are dealing with infidelity, Father God, and unfaithfulness. I pray, Lord, that you would convict the hearts of those who are not walking in faithfulness with their spouse, that, Lord, you would change them and transform them and uh, rebuke them if necessary, and that you'd bring other Christians alongside them to rebuke them as well, and that they would turn their hearts to you, that they would repent, and that they would change their ways, and that you would redeem those marriages, Father God. We just, we pray in your mighty name, in the name that is above all names, Jesus Christ, and we ask, Lord, that you would change those marriages and that they would be a testimony for you, that anyone who would see and hear their story would know that there is a God in heaven, that they would know that you are the one true God because they see the, that your hand was in their marriage and that you redeemed them and saved them. God, I just thank you so much for these marriages. I thank you for these husbands and wives and the purposes that you have for each one of us. And I just pray, Lord, that as we draw closer to you, that your Holy Spirit would just continue to guide us and continue to lead us, continue to give us stamina, Lord, for your word. Give us stamina for our prayer life and for talking to you and and um, just coming before you with our requests and our thankfulness and everything that's going on in our lives, Lord. And I just pray that we would have stamina in our faith family lives, that we would be present. I pray, Lord, that each one of us would um, know the roles that we have with our children and other people's children, that you would just reveal to us um, just how influential each one of us are in their lives. And I pray, Lord, that we would have stamina with them, that we would be patient and kind and compassionate and caring as we disciple them and draw them closer to you. God, I thank you so much that these marriages desire to draw closer to you. And I just pray that um, we would all experience more intimacy with you. I pray that we would experience more intimacy in our marriages. God, I pray that every marriage after God would build their foundation and establish it according to your word, that we wouldn't let a day go by without reading your word. God, please remind us every day that we are lights of your testimony, uh, especially for you know this world, this, this dark world, Lord. I just pray that we would know what purposes we have to fulfill in this life, and I pray that we would walk in the ways that you've already established for us to walk. God, I pray against the enemy. I pray against his flaming arrows and the ways that he tries to attack us. And I pray that he would not get in the way of what you're trying to do in our lives. I also pray against our flesh and the temptations that come to draw us away from you. And I just pray, Lord, that we would be stronger than that, that we would be able to walk righteously and pure. And God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would help us in this way. 
God, I specifically want to lift up some requests that um, came from the community, and that was around job and work. And I just pray, Lord, that as people transition in and out of jobs um, with changes, I pray that for those who um, don't have a job right now, I just pray for all of all of it, Lord, that you would just continue to guide each one of us as we pursue the work that you have for us. And regardless of the circumstances, whether we're in work, in job changes, or out of work, that we would continue to be a light for your name's sake, that we would be a testimony to those around us um, of faithfulness and perseverance and um, hope. I pray, Lord, that whatever work that we do, that we would do it unto you. I also want to lift up finances to you, Lord, and I just pray that each one of us would steward well all that you've given to us. If there are couples in debt, Lord, I just pray that you would inspire them to change their ways, that they would do everything that they can to get out of that debt, and that they would lead their families well in the area of finances. I pray that we would be a generous people, people who don't cling to what they have, but that they're um, holding it open-handed so that you can guide and direct wherever you need those resources to go. God, I pray that you would be able to trust every marriage with the finances that you've placed in their lives and that we would just steward them well, Lord. God, I just thank you so much for our marriages, and I just continually ask that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us and draw us closer to you each and every day. Father, we love you, and we thank you for the things you give us in our life, the blessings, the hard things even. We thank you for all of it, Lord. You love us. You desire for us to mature and to grow and to become the men and women you've called us to be. You desire that our marriages would be used to grow your kingdom, to spread your gospel. And Father, we just want to give you all the glory and all the honor. You deserve it all. You are so good to us, Father, and we thank you for it all. And we just pray these things in your Holy Son's name. Amen. So we thank you for joining us today. I know this was a little bit of a unique episode, um, and we just pray that all of us, um, that me and my wife, that you and your spouse would begin to grow in our spiritual stamina, that we would fall in love with prayer, fall in love with the Word of God, and that we would crave more and more of it every day so that God would use it to change us, to transform us, to make us more like His Son, Jesus. And it, and the and the reason for it all is that he would use us, that we would be used to point people to him. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com, and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.